Hello and welcome to the latest podcast in our Beyond Sanctions series that examines some of the broader issues that financial services firms need to consider in light of the sanctions imposed on Russia. My name is Simon Lovegrove and I'm the Global Director of Financial Services Knowledge here at Norton Rose Fulbright. In today's podcast, we're going to focus on the FCA's recent announcement concerning cybersecurity in light of the events in Ukraine. As we know, cybersecurity is not just an IT issue, but a regulatory one too. And to cover both the IT end and also the regulatory one, I'm delighted to be joined by Hane Sadar and Steve Hadwin. Hane is our Head of Risk Consulting in EMEA, and Steve is a Director in our Information Governance, Privacy and Cybersecurity team. Welcome to both of you. First question to you, Hane. Whilst the FCA has said in its announcement that the National Cybersecurity Centre, or NCSC, is not aware of any current specific cyber threats to the UK, the NCSC has supported a call for increased cybersecurity vigilance. Therefore, from a governance perspective, what are some of the things boards should be thinking about? Certainly, Simon. Um, Governance always remains critical. Uh, it's a key defense um, for any challenge. And as we all know, businesses at the moment across the globe are facing a series of crises. Um, and the stronger their governance, the better prepared they are. Now, for global interconnected companies in particular, where they have stress tested scenarios and strong emergency plans in place, they are much better prepared in terms of vigilance. Less prepared organizations who tend to operate in a more reactionary fashion, especially when crisis comes along. Um, have a much greater risk of challenges occurring. It's important that uh, organizations consider their resource, looking at their people, systems, various other assets across the organization, how they were properly utilized, arranged, procured, um, and ensure that if there is any kind of cyber issue that occurs, that recovery priorities for a firm's operations are very clearly laid out. Now, what is real critical in all of this is the human element keep talking, mapping out clear communication arrangements for your internal groups. All that are affected is going to be key, as much as it will be for external parties as well. Consider what your communication strategy will be for uh, specific regulators, clients, broader media, media, and other communication outlets. What's really important as well is that from an internal preparation perspective, you're constantly testing so that staff members are vigilant, around any possible areas of weakness where cyber attacks could be realized. Keep testing and testing around the business continuity as well um, and ensure that it sticks very much with the accordance and spirit of the rules that the various regulators have brought out. Um, I would say just a couple of other things, be collaborative. Um, and on that basis, be very mindful of your third party suppliers uh, in understanding their expectations, but also in clearly communicating your expectations. They're a key support mechanism in a cyber strategy. Um, and when we think about broader regulatory priorities, such as operational resilience, these type of considerations have been highlighted. Thanks, Annie. I think your point regarding keep talking is, is very well made because it's not just about technology. People can often be the weakest link and staff awareness is a vital element of protection. Uh, my second question to you, Steve, um, what are some of the specific technical areas the FCA seem interested in at the moment? Sure, thanks, Simon. Um, 
I should preface what I'll say by, by saying I, I tend to look at these things in the context of, of cyber attacks that are ongoing or have, have happened recently. Um, and I absolutely echo everything Hane has said about regulator priorities, specifically in the technical context. Um, when attacks happen or have recently happened, the FCA in particular and, and other financial services regulators certainly expects companies to demonstrate specific steps that are taken to get to, I suppose, a, an acceptable baseline from a technical security point of view, um, with a view to promoting operational resilience. They're not looking for infallibility on that point, but they are looking for that baseline level um, of technical security to be in place. So getting into that in a bit more detail, that would include um, entering into dialogue with companies about what they've done in order to firstly prevent any unauthorized intrusions onto their networks. Um, so things like use of multi-factor authentication for the user accounts, um, having a patch management policy in place and, and applying it properly for the purposes of managing um, vulnerabilities. These kinds of things which protect the perimeter of a company and prevent these intrusions from happening. Separately from that though, um, the regulators are looking to companies to um, explain the position in terms of detecting any suspicious activity that does occur on network. Um, and on that, most notably, uh, the regulators are getting into a lot of detail about whether and how appropriate um, endpoint detection and monitoring software has been deployed by a company. Um, and that's not just from the point of view of having a software solution in place which um, provides that kind of service, but also whether it's appropriately configured, um, whether alerting is appropriately managed, uh, and whether the um, appropriateness of a particular product is kept under review by a company um, at all times. Now, needless to say, the FCA and other regulators have people who can really dig into these technical issues. They're steeped in them, have um, lots of experience in analyzing whether or not particular technical steps are appropriate or not. Um, and that means that the uh, the discussion with the regulators can get into these technical points really quite quickly in the cyber attack context. Thanks, Steve. Uh, and as a follow-up question, are there any other specific concerns related to cyber resilience coming out of the crisis in Ukraine? Um, well, I think one specific concern is certainly the, the possibility of cyber attacks being carried out as, as acts of war. Um, and there's been an awful lot of commentary out there in, in the last couple of months um, on that front. Um, really, I suppose, from the point of view of um, regulated entities in, in, in the UK, um, the concern there is those attacks having unintended consequences for, for private enterprise and for um, companies in the financial services sector. Um, I mean, people will recall the, the not petty attacks of a few years ago. Um, that really spread from victim systems in Ukraine around the world and impacted a number of companies in the financial services sector in the UK and elsewhere. Um, and I think the prospect of that kind of attack um, in the context of the current conflict are, are really, really front of mind. Um, but I should emphasize that we haven't seen any attacks of that nature as yet. Um, I don't think there is any particular steps that can be taken, nothing new as such that can be done um, to manage that that risk. It's really just an exacerbation of, of existing risks. Um, so really um, what's needed is increased vigilance, including um, from a human analysis point of view. Um, so looking at what your monitoring and alerting is, is showing you and acting upon it 
um, quickly and effectively, uh, and also keeping a close eye on the evolving threat intelligence that's out there. Um, some of the uh, forensics and threat intelligence companies are putting out a lot of really useful content in that regard, and that's something which companies should certainly be be taking advantage of and, and using to build their own um, understanding of the of, of the current situation. Annie, did you have any thoughts? I think um, the the issue with cyber in particular for organisations is that in the event of a cyber attack coming, it can be disproportionately harsh, both from a reputational standpoint um, and also as well for the impact it has on the organisation. In other words, I, keep, I go back to the same principles around being extremely well prepared, especially in the current climate, um, and keep stress testing as far as you can do your current arrangements on that basis. Thanks, honey. And just a, a final question to both of you. Um, for those clients listening in, what are the sorts of things we can do to help them through this period of uncertainty? Well, I can I can um, go first on that, Simon. Um, I think one thing we're doing with a number of clients just at the moment is, is looking at current regulator priorities from a technical security point of view. So the, the types of issue I was mentioning a little bit earlier. Going down to a granular level and, and looking at the, the questions that regulators have been asking, the conversations that have been had, um, and assessing, I suppose, compliance um, from the point of view of if, if a regulator were to ask you this question about your current security setup today, what would your answer be? Uh, and would a regulator be satisfied that that were your answer? Um, and we're using the outputs from that exercise um, to allow clients to um, shape their own cybersecurity strategy uh, and looking at how best they can invest in, in, in cybersecurity and, and um, how they might um, look to optimise what they currently have in order to, to ensure regulatory compliance. So that's something that a number of clients are finding very helpful at the moment. And Hannay? Yeah, I think... Um just to echo around the point on regulatory compliance in particular, and I think an assessment of where your current organization sits in regards to um, existing compliance arrangements. I would also like to add around business continuity in particular, um, and ensuring that this becomes part of a ordered review around business continuity to ensure that the best possible controls are put in place. Um, I think collaboration across the organization um, has proven, particularly in these times where they are much more reactive, even in the most robust of governance circumstances, um, boosting the amount of informal meetings, collaboration, carefully considered, of course, across the international aspects of your organisation, um, can be very helpful. Uh, and I'd say also, as well, in conclusion, um, as we picked up in the first question, uh, Simon, around the human element, uh, with all the best planning and software in the world, uh, it's really important to have good quality, well-trained staff who have a strong oversight sensibility in their day-to-day -day operational capacity. Um, and that ultimately becomes a very strong defense mechanism um, when dealing with cyber. Thanks, Annie. And also thank you, um, Steve, uh, for your insights. Um, we'll be closely following developments um, in relation to cyber resilience, so do keep an eye out for future podcasts and updates on our Regulation Tomorrow blog. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.